Now tuning in to Earbud Media, audio for everyone. Hello, hey. friends, family, <laughs> gather around. Family. You know what? <laughs> when you're here, you're family. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> yeah. We are the true Olive Garden. Yeah. <laughs> here. I. You know what? Actually, that feels right. Like, if all the podcasts, I feel like we are Olive Garden. Yeah. Olive Garden, if you ever want to make a podcast, you have two willing and able co-hosts <laughs> ready to go. Give us a ring. Literally and figuratively. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine the bling that Olive Garden sends? Like a little ring that has the like soup salad. No, it's soup salad breadsticks. I'm, I would be obsessed with a little ring from Olive Garden though. Yeah. Like I would very much appreciate that. <laughs> it's just that Olive Garden screams like recession core to me. And so does all of our content. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like that feels like a perfect tie in. Yeah, I think we're a match made in heaven, personally, so. Right. Hi. Hey. It's been a while. Yeah. It's been a while since we've spoken um, where you weren't just sending me really affronting Stephanie Meyer references. (laughs) Listen. (laughs) Listen. Which I don't ask for. No, but we have made a blood pact. (laughs) six years ago it's honestly true um and if i see something in my day-to-day life in this case was i was reading a book and mentioned strawberry shampoo it is my moral and like literal blood-given obligation to send that to you because otherwise what is the point i can't experience it by myself you need to suffer too so that's (laughs) what we're doing here sorry not sorry um (laughs) no you don't need to apologize it's it's i understand what i signed up for yeah i know that how are you dude (laughs) i'm good (laughs) i'm feeling great it's we're we're living la vida loca as of this moment um Live in La Vida Unions, you know what I mean? So true, always. Um, shout out HarperCollins <laughs> and so many Can others. we get that on merch really quick? Hey, someone? Yeah. Ooh. Let's do it. <laughs> I feel like that's also relevant to our brand. I am, I know you've been clamoring. I know you've been on your toes waiting for me to bring up yes. this particular show. Because I'll admit, I'm a little bit late to the game. But I'm here. I'm ready. To talk about the traitors. It's just everything about this is you. Yes, it's extremely me-coded. A, Alan Cumming as the host. Already sold. You're in. I'm in. I'm in. It could be anything. And I'm like, yep, absolutely. (laughs) Especially him in his natural Scottish accent. Yes, please. Oh, God. Thank you. And second of all, we just, you know, it seemed like just yesterday I was talking about the fucking mole. And this is... (laughs) The same conceit to an extent. But better. But yes, but better. Because in this instance, it is like the mole in that there are people that are traitors, because it's called the traitors, um, and they are actively 
sabotage not sabotaging specifically but like trying to like fool other people into thinking they are not mm. you know the the werewolf in sheep's clothing right but in this instance different from the mole you know who they are from the jump as a viewer which is makes it so much better completely like you get the strategy and you're like seeing the moves because like you can appreciate more what they're doing and how right. they're like coming across to other people because you know that they're working like different chess games in their brains <sighs> and it is delicious i also appreciate too that there's like a mix of like just regular people and like reality <laughs> tv celebrities it's incredibly strange like fucking ari I'm from the bachelor is there for some reason we got some survivor players we got people from real housewives we got kate from below deck who is uh the sleeper hit like star of this season i believe and then there's like joe schmo right and it's like like this guy (laughs) works in marketing it's like okay (laughs) great yeah and then there's like kate who you see at duncan every day like there's just random people yeah it's it it makes no sense they don't really explain why it's done this way um but i love it um it's very good um, they had blackmail on the casting director yeah, it had real. to be for real but i uh, it's very good they're like stuck in this like beautiful large scottish castle and also the <laughs> what is fun about this show too is that they when they eliminate people they call it a murder right and that's right it's like funny the first time but then like everyone takes it like very seriously and like they're <laughs> like uh confessionals where they're just like well someone's gonna get murdered tonight and it's like guys i know that this is like how this happens but like nobody's actually dying and it feels like you all feel like they are dying like like the way that they talk about it is very intense i wonder if it's because of like two things one is like the bachelorette where they're only allowed to say you know like journey (laughs) like they have to use that language right But also because they might have been secluded that they just actually believe it. Like, they're so in it at this point. And you know what? That's fair. Hey. If Alan Cummings said this stuff to me, I'd also be like, yeah, I'm in it. Yeah. This is real. This is, I'm not LARPing. This is real life. This is, (laughs) you die in the game, you die for real. Right. And also, one last, the show is so good. Most importantly, Alan Cumming is in a stunning outfit in every time you see him. It is truly blessed. There's like incredible like like tartan uh, pink blazers and like suits and like cute little hats. It's it's delicious. I'm a big fan. It's so good for no reason. And that's why I love it. Yeah. If you like watch the mole and you're like, eh, that wasn't really feeling it. But like like that kind of thing. This is this is the one. I would say it reminds me of like the antithesis of what you were talking about last week. Yes, like, <laughs> right. bad reality tele- yeah. television, and this is like good shit. Yeah, I'm I'm healing my inner child, aka me, a week ago, <laughs> and I am <laughs> refilling my life with laughter and love. <laughs> so, how are you doing, my friend? Oh, I'm here. Yeah. I'm alive. Great. My happy thing this week is a little galaxy brain. Okay. So stick with me on this one. Um, sure. It's going to come off very like I'm uh, like a stoner playing 
with a hacky sack mm. thing, but I'm I'm just aggressively sober. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just how my brain works. Yeah. Uh, so I'm still re-watching Criminal Minds. Sure. Because that's how I do. Yeah. And then I came across my happy thing, which is well-cast younger versions of characters. Okay. And this is often, I'm seeing it in a television show. Sure. But it's also in movies. So the reason why I thought of this in Criminal Minds is I got to the episode. (sighs) One of my personal favorites that always makes me really sad, Hmm. which is when, notably, if you've watched Criminal Minds before, Jason Gideon, who is played by Manny Patinkin, his younger version in the show is played by Love of My Life, Ben Savage. And it's such a, like... Damn. Wild pull. Yeah. But it works perfectly. Yeah. I love those ones where it like makes so much sense. And you're like, I wouldn't even think of that. But it's perfect. But it's perfect, right? And so it got me thinking about like, one, when this goes really poorly. Sure. Because I think that that's when I tend to notice it. But also when it works out really well. And so I went down this deep dive of shows and movies that I've seen, and also ones I haven't, where I know folks have talked about this before. Things like McKenna Grace, who did Sabrina in The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think, if I remember correctly, she was also in Mad Men. Yes, I believe too. so. Which, like, goddamn. Oof, the range. <laughs> right, exactly. And then... One of my other favorite shows, This Is Us, does a ton of flashbacks. Yeah. And so I found that their casting is also really good. Not just the teenage versions, but also like the child versions of some of their characters too. Yeah, totally. The other one that came to mind was Euphoria. Because they did, I think it was last season, they did like the kid versions of like Maddie. Oh, yeah. Um, Those were really spot on. Which was really good. (laughs) Yeah. And then the other one that immediately came to mind for me was, and I know this doesn't hit for you, because you still haven't seen it, um, but Haunting of Hill House, this is like an an integral part of the show, is the kids' version of each character, and it's so chef's kiss in there. Oh, and the other one I wanted to bring up was in New Girl. Because they have Cece and Jess, yeah. the younger versions of them that I thought were really cute. Ugh. So it's a very, like, wa- like large concept. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think that for me, when I'm watching television, if it's not done well, mm. it's hard to stay in it. Yeah. So when it's done well, I appreciate it a lot. That's such, like, a fun uh, way to watch things of being, like... Oh, how do they like, or like thinking about casting and stuff, right? Of what the, um, what the vibe is to, to get it right and stuff. And like, right. How it make it, even if they don't like look exactly like each other, which is kind of a big part of it, but it's like the actual essence of it, especially for like a child actor is yeah, is pretty nutty. And I feel like now, like one, that would be such a fun job yeah. to try and figure out younger versions of characters. Cause I remember when I used to watch damn once upon a time which oh my god that was a thing. <laughs> uh, they did that a ton um but i feel like now it's probably a lot easier than i imagine it was like 
20, 30 years ago. Right. When you would just have like headshots of people. Right. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, what the fuck? (laughs) What are you supposed to do with this? Um, Especially for kids, right, who grow so fast. But anyways, it got me thinking about it and how much that has occurred throughout. And it's just something that I really enjoy about media. Yeah. So there you go. We have three very important pieces of current events. God. Would you like to start out with the one that made you... I could hear you (laughs) scream from across the country. I dropped my phone. I ran around the block. (laughs) I did did a split (laughs) and a somersault. I... Fuck. We have case two corner. I want to stress that every part of this is tailored specifically to me. And I don't know what happened... I don't know what, you know, alien probed my brain or something. <laughs> but this seems a little fucked up. This seems a little too close to home. Variety has reported, thank you, William Earl, that Kristen Stewart is going to be playing Susan Sontag in a meta biopic from one of my favorite filmmakers of all time, Kirsten Johnson. Every level of this. It's just one of those, like... How did they know? How did they know? Are they in my diary? Like, what's happening? <laughs> like, how did they? And it's one of those casting things that, like, I probably never would have predicted. But now that it's, like, in my face, I'm like, oh, a fucking course. Like, now the case right. is kind of in her era of, like, okay, let's play a famous, uh, you know, interesting lady to maybe get an Oscar nomination. I'm here for it. This makes sense. If her doing Diana didn't do it. Right. Right. Which, like, again, we got a nom. That's not nothing. Right. No, for sure. And this isn't Casey's first, right? She's done several, like, biopics before. Right. How does this not do it? Right. Is my question. (sighs) When this was announced yesterday. Yeah. I don't think it's a coincidence that a piece of the sun literally fell off. (laughs) It's all connected. Okay. <laughs> I don't I don't think it's a coincidence that the sun was also like, okay. God. I can't I also cannot handle this. This is too big of news. Yeah, retweet, son. I get <sighs> it. You know, <laughs> we all need a little bit of a, a break to process. And that's okay. I just feel like I didn't expect when we did our bingo card, but I'm so happy to be wrong that Casey was only getting better. Like yeah. fine wine. Right. Like her projects that she's choosing are so out there, but they make complete sense. Yeah. Ugh. And I I love her and I'm proud of her. Yeah. I can't wait. On the opposite end of news. Robert, we don't have film news right now. No. We'll update you when we have it. <laughs> we do have Real estate news, though. Fuck yeah. Welcome back, baby. <laughs> Zillow o'clock. <laughs> In a shocking turn of events. Thank you, Vogue Australia. Yes. Um, Robert has purchased a almost $8 million home in the Hollywood Hills. And it's beautiful, yeah. which I didn't expect for him. Right. <laughs> Yeah, given his taste level of most things. <laughs> his taste level is so out there. 
And this is like very Tuscan, very Spanish revival. Like, yeah, it's it's got like a gorgeous. nice little staircase, outdoor staircase. It's got all these little balconies, and it's not like a big fancy McMansion. It's just like a nice house. Like it looks really cool, and like unique. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely big. Yeah, but we've for sure. seen. I mean, listen, it's a Hollywood Hills, right? Like this right. could be massive right totally (laughs) in comparison to that this looks like something people could actually live in yeah completely and not just a what am i trying to say not just like something that you would see on like selling sunset where they're just having a party in it right right this actually feels like a place that people could vibe in (laughs) not just like right this is a charcuterie place where we go to this big pool shocked me is that it looks like you could live in it. Like it yeah. looks comfortable. And that is not usually the case with a lot of celebrity homes. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's a lot of props to the styling with these. Because it's, this is definitely not their right um, stuff yet since they just bought it. Yeah. But it looks fun. I wouldn't leave this. It has everything you need. Oh, yeah. This is, this is a good time. I don't it's so much money. Yes. I don't understand. And I'm always like pleasantly surprised when celebrities are like, no, we don't need 10 bathrooms and eight bedrooms. We're just going to get a three bedroom, three and a half bathroom home. Right. That's sounds great. It's a lot like that's a lot, but it's a, that's a normal. It's a normal celebrity. (laughs) Yeah. Right. I'm so excited to talk to you about this next piece of news. Yes. My love, Penn Badgley. He's back. He is. He is back. You was, uh, first couple episodes dropped. Um, Recently shared on Podcrushed more about why season four has taken more of a mystery turn Mm. than the past three seasons, which was very Caroline doing like all sex romance stuff. Yeah, for sure. And we had, we had talked about this, too, mm. uh, being like, we don't mind the change, but also why. Right. I watched the clip that they posted on TikTok from the podcast. And Penn, like a typical Scorpio, um, had a conversation with Sarah Gamble and was like, hey, I don't really want to be known for just all sex scenes. And also, it's really important to my marriage to have fidelity. Mm. And obviously, like, sex scenes are, if you have an intimacy coordinator, I guess I should say. Right. um, They are acting. Yes. (laughs) Like, (laughs) they are supposed to be acting. Yeah. But he made it very clear when he talked to Sarah of, like, I don't want this anymore. Yeah. Sarah was like, okay, bet. (laughs) So they got to the point of, like, how little sex scenes can we have in the new season Mm. and that is where they were able to come up with this idea of like more mystery right less sex and i honestly i think that's a great idea yeah no i think it's interesting i like too in this conversation he kind of was like from the beginning that was something that he wasn't really interested in you know um and it took until like kind of this pivot to like because it's so much of it obviously is like horny right (laughs) like that's so much of like the bread and butter of the show 
um, and his like sex appeal, right? But I like that like he kind of did it in the way that he was like, you know, I've grappling with like what it means to be like, you know, a sex icon or like, you know, a romantic lead, right? Of like all those things, like right. what it means to be that character kind of also are seems like that. A hundred percent. I think that this is a conversation that I would love to see more actors communicating about. Yeah. I also love, there's such a stereotype with Scorpios of like, oh, they only want sex. They only want to be like alluring and sexy. And then like Penn is showing what actual Scorpios are like, which is, I just don't, I don't want that. I have one relationship. I just want to be committed. Please don't perceive me ever. (laughs) Yeah. And honestly, understandable. I'm really nervous to talk about these chapters with you today. Dude. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> what the fuck? The way that I literally cried. Yeah. Reading these. Yeah. I was not expecting that. We were, you know, this whole book we were building up to something. And mind you, we were only halfway through. So this is a real testament. That's to what makes me so nervous. What's going on? Um, but we really built up to something here and this was a full falling action to <laughs> like not even a climax we we're halfway through but like incident um that we've been oof man <laughs> god so here's what you missed on glee yes um rose is still in timeout with hans right christian uh crashed lissa's birthday party Slash visit to new college. She's doing Bama Rush. Yes. Um, and also they're doing like a covert with the new guardians of like, ha ha, we're royals and we know nothing. Teach us how to defend ourselves against your goy maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, in their uh, Marriott Inns and Suites. Yes. Right. So there's pillows everywhere. They, after Bama Rush, I remember Lissa went with the whole crew to Applebee's. Um, they had a beautiful, fancy dinner. And then afterwards, Dimitri and his Strigoi minions uh, killed everyone. Yeah. Save Lissa and Christian. <laughs> right. And then he was like, lol, I'm not going to kill you because I want Rose to come to me. Bwahaha. <sighs> Uh, Happy birthday, bitch. Yeah. What and a cool the way. Ending. This poor girl's 18th birthday. Because <laughs> how she's... Listen, you can never have a good birthday, and that's so fucked up. Yeah, it's really rude and traumatizing. We hate to see it. All I want at the end of this is for, I guess with the timing, they wouldn't be able to go to one of those, like, trampoline places. Can Alyssa just go to, like, a fucking laser tag place and have a really nasty, like, grocery cake? Yeah. And it'd be really happy and cute. That's all I want. Yeah. It's what she deserves. It's fucked up. She just deserves a happy, safe birthday. Right. (laughs) Thank you. The bare minimum. I'll also settle for bullying. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, if anyone here that listens to this is inclined to write fan fiction, give us that one shot, please. We need it to heal our souls. I'm ner. All right, so I'm nervous, but please tell me about chapter fifteen. So chapter fifteen, 
everyone's stressed. Rose is obviously freaking out because she saw all of this in the last chapter. Sure. She saw all of the murders and stuff and was like, what the fuck is happening? And so she's like, I gotta fucking bolt. I gotta, I gotta get to right. Lehigh. I gotta, like, figure this out. Um, and is just, like, trying to find anyone to, like, talk to and figure out and whatever. Like, who could she, like, express this to and, like, not feel like she's losing her mind, yes. right? Um, and she's obviously, like, internally battling herself and being like, this is your fault. Like, you did this, you know, and you're the only one who can do this and stop this because it's Dimitri. And that's, that's the, you know, the joker <laughs> of like all of this. Like you just gotta, you're the only <sighs> one that can stop this. Right. Um, and then she runs to Mikhail, our sweet, sweet boy, our sweet summer child. <laughs> um, and she's like full of adrenaline. She's like trying to be like, we have to get out of here. We have to get help. Um, like, what's going- and Mikhail's always like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> and Rose's like- Mikhail sees Rose having down, like, empty four-hour energy bottles next to her, and he's like, girl, how long have you been down here? Yeah, she's getting like- Like, what? Her eyes are wild, and he's like, what is <laughs> going on? And she's Rose like- Rose looks feral. <laughs> yes, literally feral. It's like, it's Lissa, it's Christian, I can't, we gotta go. Something's happening, we gotta go. <sighs> um, and she's like, I can't do this. You're, you're not on my level of- <laughs> acceleration and adrenaline i gotta find someone right. else and uh-oh turns out folks already know what's going on because the like whole like lobby like outdoor like indoor space is like chaotic like everyone's running everyone's trying to like figure shit out they're screaming like things are going wild um and rose is like what <laughs> did i miss something or are we on the same page here what's going on um so she goes to hans and is like i know what's going on like i know you think i'm a fool and you don't have time for my shit but like we have you know i know what's going on and he's like oh bet you have the bond you actually are useful for once in your life <laughs> in my mind <laughs> and i was just like i saw it happen like how do you even know this happened and hans is kind of right. like well serena called you know um and we don't know if she is dead but she was definitely seemed close to it when she contacted us and right. this was happening so serena tbd we don't know her status as of this moment um god shockingly about this though yeah because rose immediately at the start of this chapter was like damn i miss alberta yeah which made me very sad god yeah um but in this moment rose is like has a new respect for Hans mm -hmm. because she's like, he's an asshole, yeah. but he is a leader mm -hmm. and he notices that I'm an asset to him. So he's not going to leave me behind. He's going to take me along. Right. Which I honestly did not. It was a 50, 50 for me with Hans of whether or not he was going to bring her along or not. Right. Cause like, it could have just been thanks for the intel, but bye. <laughs> Which is something that she brings up right. later that's like, that is usually what happens, where it's like, she has this, like, tool, but they're not going to utilize her to her potential of it, or take her seriously right. as a fighter. Um, but in this case, they do. They're like, fuck, we need everyone. <laughs> and you especially. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, God. Like, all these <sighs> Guardians are happening. They're getting all their teams together. Tasha's there. Love to see it. Um, everyone's 
you know, freaking out. And obviously now that Christian is like abducted, it's like a different level of <laughs> like, glad you're here, but also, oh God, we have to do this. Well, and that's the thing is like, Han says that they're assembling teams right now. Right. And so everyone is like scrambling to these garages. And all I saw in my mind was like the garages in Twilight. Like they're oh my God, yeah. stocked. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the weird thing about this is like naturally everyone is running around and stuff. But Adrian shows up. Yes. And Rose is like, what the fuck are you doing here? Like, why are you here? And she, throughout all of this, is like, how does everyone know this so fast? <laughs> yeah, I was like, why do you all? Not, <laughs> not recognizing that, like, the Lissa, right. who she knows but doesn't remember, like, is the last of her line and is a royal is gone. Right. Christian is a part of a royal family is gone. Right. We have a ton of guardians and who are in limited numbers right now mm-hmm. are gone or dead. Right. And Priscilla was part, was like the right-hand man of the queen. So it's like, these are True, all VIPs. Right. Yeah. These are, it's like all all business, all big hitters. Right. Oh. And they're theoretically like air tags just dropped off. And they're <laughs> yeah. like, fuck, we need to go. Like, uh-oh. <laughs> Last location, Applebee's. Like, we need to go. Yeah. Yeah. Even the, and, the queen is kind of in like a lockdown moment right now because yeah. of all this stuff. There's like a lot of like... Uh, external things happening of like processes of shutting shit down and pr- like protecting the the rest it of the reminds vulnerable me, people. Like in the show of how it's almost like a like a tornado warning, like yeah. it's like a sound that goes off. Mm-hmm. And even though Lehigh is like tens of miles away or something, they're like. We don't know if it, there could be another attack coming by. Like, we can't take this chance. No. Right. <sighs> and Rose and Adrian kind of have a nice conversation here of, obviously, Rose's like, it's Dimitri. I have to go. And right. Adrian's like, you can't. It's a trap. And she's like, I know that. And he knows that I know that. <laughs> you idiot. Like, obviously, that's the whole thing. It's not going to end unless this. Um you know, I gotta kill him. And Adrian's like, okay, I'm glad you've, like, come to this realization. This is the end. You know. Whatever. And Rose is kind of snarky of, like, are you that eager to get rid of your competition? And it's like, Rose, there are bigger things happening here. <laughs> but She's but, just such a taut rubber band right now. Yes, completely. But he is, he does have a nice moment where he's like, you know, like, as long as he's alive, or, like, you know, a Strigoi and around... Um, you're going to be in constant danger and it's going to come for everyone. Right. And like, you can't live your life like being chased forever like this, like got to put it to an end. You know, that's the only way this works. Um, and like, I want you to be safe. And it was like very sweet. It sucks so bad. Yeah. It's uh, these two, especially because like, it feels like in this moment, Adrian doesn't know if Rose wants to come back. Right. Yeah. And that sucks. Right. (laughs) Because, like, he's seen her leave before for a a similar, the same guy, you know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and the same intentions uh, to kill him. And she didn't really want to come back that time either. No. So it's always kind of like, they're always operating on, like, borrowed time, you know? 
it's just like fuck it's <laughs> like, like there's only like that that sliver of of moments until it's like well there's always going to be this thing around the corner that might just be the end of it you know woof especially when it's like i don't know if he know well that's not true i think he knows more than she realizes at this time yeah that like he is the second choice yeah oh for sure yeah god sucks so bad i hate it especially when like the this they do finally get into all these like suvs um and it's hard for rose to not remember the last time that she was in an suv like this and it was almost exactly like going into a same trap right like this last time And naturally, Hans, who is less of an asshole at this point, and is more so like, I don't think he's asking this to be an asshole. I think he's just like, hey, like, can you do this? Right. Like, are you not even just physically capable, but like, can you mentally handle this? (laughs) Yeah. Which I think is a good question. And I don't even know if Rose really knows the answer at this point. No. But she, like, plays but cool it's just like in the Guardian way. Like, <laughs> does a little nod. And it's just like, okay, head towards Lehigh and I'll figure out how to direct you when we get closer. Right. Uh. We do find out, and this didn't surprise me, but it is good to have confirmation, that Rose is able to do the Bond Babe and Liss and Christian have not been harmed. Yeah. They've obviously been, like, a little tousled around, but they have not been, like, intentionally harmed or, like, attacked. Right, yeah. They're just, like, in, you know, wooden chairs. Their hands are bound with rope. They're just kind of, like, chilling. <laughs> obviously, it's, like, scary because there's a bunch of Strigoi right. that are just kind of, like, bitching around them. Um, but they are not, like, there's no attempts at torture. <laughs> there's no attempts at any at material harm. They're just kind of waiting in this limbo. Right. It feels to Rose a lot like, and I keep forgetting this because of how many books we read, but it was last winter for her when they were in Spokane. Right. Yeah. And she's like, hey, this feels a little too familiar, which is fucked up. Don't love this. (sighs) It is clear when Rose is tapping in that all of the Strigoi, save Dimitri, mm-hmm. are, they remind me of the, like, hyenas in The Lion King who are just, like, just no thoughts. They're just, like, barking. Yeah. <laughs> like, they have nothing to do. Yeah. And Dimitri's like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> like It's like, this is my thing. You guys are just gonna have to yeah. sit around and babysit these guys for a second. Like, mm-hmm. you're not gonna get to do anything fun. This is my journey this is my little treat adventure and fuck you okay yeah (laughs) and they're just like you don't ever let us do anything don't argue with me (laughs) right i know that i know the guardians are coming i know rose is coming and then he does what i would argue is the scariest thing i've done he's seen no maybe not the scariest yeah but because like what he did in russia to rose was like really fucked up and malicious but this was one of the scariest things he's done so far yeah of using Lissa as like a conduit 
right. to communicate with Rose. Yeah, because you can, because obviously Rose is like seeing through Lissa's eyes and Dimitri mm-hmm. looks deep into <laughs> Lissa's eyes and it's like, I know you're in there, you know, and like spooks the bejesus out of her, obviously. <laughs> like, it's not that even he can, which we assume he cannot, but like he is uh, like um, using the, the idea and the assumption that she is obviously looking and like making sure what the scenario is and if they're safe that he just like plays into that and like puts on a show and like makes her feel really freaked out which i hate it i hate it it's so scary it's really gross um and woof ugh, god the idea too of like not only is that terrifying to rose mm-hmm. who is so powerless in this moment. But also to literally objectify Lissa like that. Yeah, sir? right. It's like you're just a meat vessel for, <laughs> like, Rose's brain, which is so <laughs> The fact that the, when he did this, too, he was, like, he had his fingers, like, around Lissa's throat. Yeah. And could have, like, snapped her neck. He could have, like, mm-hmm. drained her. And instead, and, it, like, that's scary enough as it is. But to instead just use her to talk to Rose. It's like, you're so nasty. Yeah. You're such a nasty dude. And I don't like you at all. Yeah. We hate it. We hate to see it. I'm not a fan. It's gross. And then she kind of like breaks out, like shudders out of the vision. Cause she's like, I can't fucking do that. <laughs> That's not going to put me no. in a good headspace for this. Um, and Tasha kind of like looks over and sees that she's really stressing out. And it's like, what did you see? And she just kind of like, Rose kind of, you know, shakes her head and doesn't even like avert her eyes to her and just like my worst nightmare coming true (sighs) which like all right rose a little melodramatic yeah a little Um, drama but (laughs) (laughs) when uh tasha has her nephew there too right you could have made it clear that like they're still alive yeah you could have been like they're safe they're just they're there (laughs) it's fine like that's your literal blood (laughs) But, like, whatever. Um, so maybe a bit more communicative next time, Rose. But I get it. You're kind of in a frazzled emotional state. That's right. okay. I mean, it's valid. But also, could you confirm for Tasha that Christian's still alive? Right. Rose thanks. That would be just a nice thing to do, you think? <laughs> Perhaps. Because you know Tasha was like, hello? <laughs> right. It's like, what the fuck is that supposed to mean? <laughs> right. Uh, God. Chapter 16. <laughs> Operation Extraction. Operation Mission Impossible. Operation Mission Impossible. And unlike other chapters that we've read, like, that have a lot more lead up to it, like, we're in it. Like, it is fast and ready. Like, it is not, like, you know, three chapters of preparation for a heist or something. We are Hans doesn't have time for that. No, Hans is on a booked and busy, expedited schedule here. We're going. So we're still plotting. We're still planning. Um, Rose is trying to, like, imagine how many Strigoi and waves of Strigoi they're going to be. Um, she didn't get like a clear look. She has like certain ideas from the room, but obviously could not mm-hmm. see the entirety of the situation. And so it kind of makes a, a good guess of like three because she saw two and she's like, it's probably more than two. So let's just say three. That seems like a good one. Um, right. So they kind of plan for that of like different waves of guardians in that sort of order to like make that happen. And this is always the hard part when it's 
Rose and Dimitri fighting mm-hmm. is because Rose was trained by Dimitri, their fighting styles are nearly identical. Right. Yeah. So she's like, what would I do? Mm-hmm. What was I trained to do? It'd probably be, you know, like three rounds in here. Yeah. And has to share that stuff with Han so that they can go in and try to extract them. Oh, so they like pull up <laughs> and there's they're at a point where there's no Strigoi uh, posted anywhere. So like they at least have obviously not the element of surprise because they, he knows they're coming. But like they at least have something mm-hmm. to lean on, which is good. Um, and the plan is that they will all kind of like go in there and Rose's priority will be Lissa and Christian and Dimitri and the rest will like fuck around with the other Strigoi. Um, in addition to Lissa, like kind I of I know assisted. why Hans did that. Mm-hmm. But it's only going to give Rose more guilt because she is the one who has to be like, ignore all of my other guardians falling down yep. beside me. Right. My only mission is to try to get like to the middle of this. Yeah. And that sucks so bad. Right. It's like, get rid <laughs> of it all doesn't of go your well. instincts <laughs> and feelings and yeah. now go into this very traumatizing emotional and physical state um, in a totally separate fight. Great, great, great. Very fun. <sighs> <sighs> I mean, it does work. Like, these multiple rounds, yeah. she was right, mm-hmm. of, like, there's multiple waves of them. Right. And it, like, is a good plan that is working. Like, they're getting shit done. There's, like, a bit more, there's, like, a temp- there's actually four waves of Strigoi, so they kind of miscalculated that, but it's not, like, a full boon to the entire mission. Like, it's not incredibly <laughs> a big casualty of everything. Oh, gosh. And then just all hell breaks loose. Yeah. In this one room. Because she finally gets in there and, like, sees Lissa and Christian. Right. And there are, I think, four Strigoi in there plus Dimitri. Right. Yeah. And it's just too many bodies in such a small room. Yeah. It's not a great... (sighs) set up and there's just so much fighting outside of them and naturally rose and dimitri are like trying to fight but Mm -hmm. like there's no root they don't have physical root no and even before she like kind of like when she gets into the room and stuff she has this like internal thought that's like one of them dies tonight lissa or dimitri and that shit (sighs) hurt that shit fucked up because in this moment, that is the exact truth of her being. And it's obviously a, a struggle that she's had earlier of, like, protecting one or the other. Obviously, now it's in a totally different context. But this is, like, the thought and the guilt that has been here forever of her priorities. Right. And now she's like, let's fucking go. Let's kill this motherfucker. Right. <laughs> but she's been trying to, like, literally pull herself apart to avoid. Yeah. And now it's like, I don't have a choice. Right. And especially, like, leading up to this, she's, like, kind of an autopilot. She's not thinking about it. She's, like, going, helping right. the other folks and doing all these things. But now she's, like, in game mode. Uh, this sucks so bad. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dimitri's doing the, like, stereotypical villain thing. Yeah. Where he's talking a lot. Yes. It's, like, full monologues. It's, like, you look really beautiful in battle. Like, an avenging angel. 
um, delivering justice, like all of these, like not even back and forth, like Rose is kind of talking back, but it's more Dimitri just doing a diatribe <laughs> for a while um, while everyone's just kind of like <laughs> standing and like, what the fuck is going on? What's going to happen? Um, we also, also notice something that mm. confirms what she has been saying to herself for really a year now. Yeah. Which is all this death is because of you. <coughs> yeah. And he's like, if you had let me awaken you, none of this would have happened. Like we'd still be in Russia together mm-hmm. and all of your friends would have, would be safe and none of them would have died. This is your fault. Right. Which fuck. <laughs> Sucks like it's incorrect, but it's also rude. Right, yeah, it's it's wrong on two different levels, morally and factually. Um, meanwhile, while this is happening, Rose also kind of Christian sees... is flying across the room. <laughs> yeah, well, before that, we see that Lissa is like, "Hey, hey, bestie, can you? Um, who I'm not in love with, can you do a little sizzle here? Can you just oh, do a yeah. little burn? <laughs> just do a little burn here? Because um, they're literally just bound by rope. Which I don't know why. <laughs> I remember. I feel like when uh, Rose was in Russia, like the the security was a lot better in terms of like not being allowed to move at all. I feel like with rope, we're kind of like, kind of like skirting this a little bit. Like what are we expecting? Especially because like Dimitri knows. Right. That Christian has firepower. He used it literally a couple hours ago on him. Right. And it's not like you can be under the pretense of like, oh, they don't really use it to fight. Like, they're going to be fine. Like, that's kind of what they were talking about earlier with the other Strigoi that were pissed off. They're like, they're useless. They're not going to do anything. They're not going to put up a fight. Right. But it's like, homie, y'all just saw (laughs) this. So, like, I don't understand (laughs) what the disconnect is here. But whatever. Um, Christian does it for fun. Yeah, right. So, <laughs> exactly, canonically. Um, right. And so Dimitri and Rose are like, you know, sizing each other up, whatever, fighting and stuff, um, while he's doing this, like, guilty monologue or whatever. Um, it's very Shakespearean. They're mostly just walking in circles around each other. Yeah, literally, yeah. It's like they're doing, like, a tango sort of situation of just, like, yeah. dancing around each other. Um, and then Christian fucking goes flying, um, slams uh, his chair into a stragoy, Um and also is just going balls to the walls. Like, Christian kind of gets, like, a little outmatched <laughs> by Mr. Goy, but he is out. He is, like, ready to fight. He's on the ground. And Liz is out of her chair, too. Right. Yes. And Rose sees, out of the corner of her eye, that Lissa, and this is a this is because of those fucking um, Forrester Goy mm-hmm. who were bad at their job, Lissa has a fucking stake in her hand. Like, what is happening <laughs> in the breaches Did of security Did they not do here. a pat-down? Yeah. Also, lest we forget, these people, less than a few days ago, broke into a maximum security prison. Are we forgetting this? Right. Why are we being so lax <laughs> with the imprisonment? What's happening? So yeah, let's have a stake. And Rose is like, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> this is my chance. Like, I'm right here. I am in the, like, ability and the, like, um, the aiming to like get this right. done once and for all. Nobody's even paying attention and like giving a shit outside of this. And y'all are just gonna do this now. Yeah. What the fuck? And it's like there's so many people, other guardians fighting Strigoi in this room. 
Yeah. Rose is trying to watch Dimitri and watch Lissa and Christian. And now she has to worry about Lissa carrying like a figurative kitchen knife right Right. now. Yeah. It's like the last thing she needs. She's like, can we just get this done, please? I can't do this anymore. No more hesitation. Wink, wink. Okay? (sighs) God. Dimitri's also being rude because he's like, your fucking friends fight like 10 year olds. Right. It's like, come on, man. Like, I know. Okay? They're, they're not, this is not their training. Okay. Right. They're so, trying their best. Yeah, so they're trying their best. Alone. And I'm not going to let them do anything. So I'm going to kill you right the fuck now. Um, but that doesn't, that doesn't happen. <laughs> she's, no. She is like ready to go. She's like, it's right here. Like Demetri's a little bit distracted with all of this hubbub. Like, I got this. And she's not hesitating. No. This time. She isn't. Um, and she's like, it's right here. I got this. It's li- like seconds away. Like a heartbeat away. And then she gets fucking slammed. <laughs> out of her Like way. a fucking... Christian comes through like a linebacker. Yeah, literally. And just... <laughs> just takes her down. Yeah. And... <sighs> It was, and Lissa and Christian are revealed to obviously have kind of shoved her out of the way, mostly Christian. Right. Um, and Dimitri and now, is like, shocked. to her fear, yeah. Lissa is standing in front of Dimitri with a stake in her hand. It's like, girl, don't. <laughs> You're going to die. This is not the moment. This is not the vibe. And, you know, we see that this, like, the stake is charmed. Like, it has a little bit of, like, you know, sparkle emojis coming outside of it or whatever um and she's like (laughs) trying so hard to like focus and get an aim right and like figure it out um but she's like there's no way she can like get near him at this moment it's like not she doesn't have the dexterity and the vibes and the fastness to like get there as in the same way that rose would and rose realizes with horror that Lissa pulled some fucking end of Breaking Dawn part two bullshit mm-hmm. on Rose and had kept something from her through the bond. Oh, right. Which was Lissa managed to charm the stake with spirit. Right. And had been so good in her like last practice with Grant and Serena mm-hmm. that she knows now how to fight with her steak. Right. Which Rose this is like, motherfucker. Yeah. Working overtime with the, <laughs> with the bond and the compulsion. It's it's incredible shit. And so she's like, what the fuck is happening here? Um, <laughs> please stop. Like, don't do this. And uh-oh, Christian chimes in with a little fire circle. Okay. Again, small room. Yeah. There's still other people fighting in here. And now there's fighting. like a wall of flame. They're like in shoved in a corner of this tiny room. And now there's a huge ring of fire totally consuming Dimitri from the bottom. And Lissa's <sighs> vibing. Lissa's just there and it's like, all right, bitch, let's go. <laughs> and Rose is obviously freaking the fuck out. It's like, you're, if you don't even get this, because I don't think you have the range to do this, you're going to just burn alive. And this is not how right. anything, like, just let him, like, fire, like burn up if that's the thing here. Let's not even play this game because it's very dangerous. And I don't think you can do it. And Lissa, And Miss Ma'am yeah. just decides, like, 
oh, I'm just going to stick my arm through these flames. Yep. To state Christian, or to not state Christian. Oh my God, could you to imagine? State Dimitri. <laughs> yeah. And meanwhile, Dimitri obviously is like totally defenseless. He is burning like a crisp right now. And it's just like, what the fuck? It's like not, can't really like see very right. well through it. And Lissa, bless her heart, is trying a lot of times <laughs> to get there. Like, she's yeah, like, the first time like didn't, it wasn't, didn't go through all the way. Yeah, it didn't go through. And she just kind of like, pushing and pushing meanwhile rose in the background like motherfucker i wish i could just like push her into it like i know i can't that's not how it works i can't mm-hmm. like put my hand on it but like need an assist here and listen like at one point it like kind of falls out a little bit because like it just wasn't inside enough but she's like hacking at it she's really going in and she's like i'm gonna do this even if i die right now like i'm gonna try and do this and see if it works mm-hmm. and we got it i'll be damned it fine like after five or so tries, right? She finally gets it. Yeah, it actually does hit and pierce his heart. God, Rose at this point through the bond mm-hmm. says that it feels like there is lightning in the room. Yeah, it's like a hundred times more powerful than like anything in the bond. Of, like, pain and joy or whatever that she feels from Lissa. It's, like, tenfold. There's, like... <clears throat> I think she even says it's, like, someone had dropped the sun in the middle of the room. Because there was so right. much, like, white light. Yeah. That burst out around Lissa at this time. Mm-hmm. And everyone else that's not the four... The five of them... Yeah. Is, like, hello? Right. <laughs> what is happening? And then apparently it was just gone, like, after a second it was gone. Right. It just totally disappears. Not even, like, a fade or anything. It's just, like, boop, it's gone. And now they see, like, the damage and the rubble and kind of stuff from the fire. There's, like, black smudges everywhere. You know, the ceilings are covered. There's, like, still Fucking a bit of smoke kind of, like, lingering about. Um, But, you know... Rose is also like, there probably should have been more given the size and the longevity mm-hmm. of this fire. Um, but there's kind of more uh, pressing things at hand in front of them. And that Lissa and Dimitri are just on the floor. And, you know, they're really burned. Like, there are huge burns. There's, like, Lissa at one point has, like, on her hands, like, it, there's, like, blood where, like, it's third degree, like, goes super deep in there. They all look, they both look pretty rough. Um, and Lissa's stroking Dimitri's hair as this is happening. And uh, his head is like in her lap. She's just like really being like nurturing. It's like very, you know, healing kind of energy and vibes. Um, and Rose kind of compares her because she was like, well, Dimitri said that I was the angel, but seems like Lissa is is doing that right now. Um, and she's like, well, he's probably dead. He's probably burnt to a crisp. He's probably, she's probably just doing this to like, you know, condolences, say goodbye, whatever. Um, but he has nothing. Like there's no burns. There's no like any harm on his body at all. Um, and his eyes are not red he's back he's not a struggle away and he's crying 
weeping, one could say. Motherfucker. <laughs> Ferrero. Ferrero. Playing with our heartstrings. The impossible was done. And I we may or may not have real Dimitri back to some extent. He all of his scars are gone. Yeah. His skin is warm and tan. Yeah. His eyes are brown. Yep. And he's alive, question mark. Yeah. And we just have to end. <laughs> yeah. Gotta wait a week for this. It's fucked up. Fuck. It's fucked up. It's fucked up. I did not. That is not how I thought. This I was gonna fully go. ready to say goodbye to him. Yeah. I've mourned him multiple times right. now. Yeah. You can't keep getting away with this, Ferrero. <laughs> Do you think... Here's what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid that his memory's gone. I'm afraid it's one of those, like, amnesia plots that they do in TV. Hmm. That's what I'm afraid of. It's like, is he new? That's yeah. what I'm scared of. Right, like, what is happens to his, his memory? What happens but to But, like, yeah. which would be painful, but would it be more painful if he remembers everything? Right. And who he really was when he was a Strigoi. Right. Ugh. So maybe it would almost be, like, a kindness. Right. Fuck, man. I don't know. So, chapter 17 and 18 are next week. And now the world has changed because now this is real. Like, this magic exists now. Uh, And that poses a lot of questions. You know who I'm really excited for them to tell is Mikhail. Oh my god. That's gonna ruin me. That's gonna break me. <sighs> I can't. I can't. Now that he knows it exists. Oh no. Okay. Um, we have some amazing patrons to thank. Would you would you like to start us off? Absolutely. Thank you to Katie Black. Ooh, thank you to Kylie Minty. Ooh. Thank you to Alex Dornan. Ooh, thank you to Mulch Gray. Mulch. Mulch! Thank you to Jasmine Anastasia. Ooh, thank you to Megan Pattinson. Ow! Thank you to Cassandra O'Shea. O'Shea. Thank you to Katya Karp. Ow! Thank you to Hope Castile. Ooh, thank you to Rachel Ashford. Come on now. <laughs> thank you to Vivian Yuli. Ooh. Thank you to Maddie Facinelli. Ow, ow. Thank you to Samara Rinaldi. Ooh. Thank you to Genevieve Morgan. Ow, ow. Thank you to Danielle Burke. Ooh. Thank you to my mom, <laughs> your mom, our mom, Kelly Beck. Mom. Thank you to Sophia Salinger. Ooh. Thank you to Lara Forty. Ow. Thank you to Dan Seclos. Ooh. Thank you to Maria Swan. Pew, pew, pew. Thank you to India Peach. Ooh. Thank you to Emily Ozera. Ow. Thank you to Jaylene Ivishkov. Ooh. 
And last, but certainly not least, thank you to Ashlyn Vogel. Pew, 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 pew. I have a fanfiction for you today that was written by the user CherryPixie27. Slay. And it's titled, Hold Me in Your Heart. Amazing. The summary is, <sighs> Rose asks Dimitri if he has ever been in love if he had ever been in love before her, and he opens up about an aspect of his past that he has never shared with anyone. This, <laughs> this is a one-shot. Amazing. So there are no chapters, but I will read this for you now. Retweet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Have you ever been in love? Before me, I mean. She was lying sprawled on his chest, his fingers idly playing with her hair. His hand froze at her words, and Rose rolled slightly off of him so that she could see his face, still keeping as much of their bare skin in contact as possible. They hadn't bothered with clothing after falling into bed together the night before. What made you ask that? Dimitri hedged, knowing Rose would know he was stalling. They had discussed their past sexual experiences with each other. His was a bit more extensive due to his age, but Rose knew that he hadn't had any serious relationships before her. I was just remembering some of our earlier conversations together, and some just stuck out. You had said something to me about being younger, with less experience with things like love, and it got me thinking. She shrugged. You don't have to answer, though. It's okay. The question took him by surprise, but as soon as she asked, Dimitri knew he wanted to trust Rose with this. She knew him so well and hadn't turned away from any of his other secrets. He wanted to be an open book for her, even if the topic was hard for him to think about, let alone speak out loud, but he would try for Rose. No, it's fine. I don't want to have any secrets from you. I just, this is something I've never told anyone, ever. He held her gaze, so she understood he was sincere. I also don't want it to change how you think about me. At that, his eyes shifted away, and Rose frowned. Hey, look at me. You can tell me anything. You know that. Nothing you say could ever make me think less of you. Rose's eyes stayed locked on his, unflinching. All he saw reflected back at him was pure love and affection. He continued to look at her, and she watched as he wrestled with his thoughts again before he came to a decision. Here goes. Dimitri said, sounding nervous. Rose squeezed his hand, encouraging him to continue. I don't think I realized it at first, but with Ivan, my feelings for him weren't just that of friendship. It went much deeper than that. I didn't understand the way I was feeling. It wasn't as if we saw men in relationships with other men when we were growing up in Siberia. Anything like that was never talked about. End scene. Ugh. <laughs> so if you are interested in a little Dimitri and Ivan Zeklos, a little uh by Dimitri, yeah. This is a, a great fan fiction for you to enjoy. Bisexual King Dimitri. <laughs> <laughs> One of the tags is oops, this got really sad. We can be sad together. Oh cute. <laughs> um so please enjoy um and also watch the traitors because it's such a good show it's a good show 
go watch. And it helps remind you that things don't have to be sad after these really sad chapters. Yes, so true. (sighs) I'm so excited for next week to talk about what the fuck happens after this fallout. But until next week, as we sit here in the Pacific Northwest. Get bit. And get whipped. Ooh. Ooh. Into the Twilight is an Earbud Media production. You can follow us on Twitter at Into the Twilight or on TikTok at Into the Twilight Show. You can find me at Cody Corral on Twitter and Allie at Alexandria Does. And you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash into the twilight. We have merch, so much stuff. All those links are in the episode description. And make sure to rate and review us on your favorite podcast hosting platform. It really helps the show. Thanks. Bye. You've been listening to Earbud Media Production. Earbud Media, audio for everyone.